And now, two pigeons bemoaning the fact you can stream DirecTV satellite-free. Hey, Frank, a little birdie told me you don't need a satellite dish to get DirecTV. What's the little birdie? Was it Jimmy the Sparrow? It's a figure of speech. Point is, you can stream DirecTV over the internet now. Oh, sure. Next you're going to tell me those big birds are made of metal and filled with people, right? <laughs> you mean airplanes? Stream DirecTV without a satellite dish. Visit DirecTV.com. High-speed internet service required. Terms and restrictions apply. All right, everybody working up. Everybody's working. With that time, yours. Well, we did it. We, this podcast, kept the Chiefs from being so heavily jinxed that the Jets could have kept it close. It didn't happen. Frankly, I don't know how powerful we think we are as a podcast, but I think we would have had to have literally never said in the history of the podcast the words New York Jets for that amount of sort of reverse energy to actually harm the Chiefs today. I think I think for the most part, they were largely impenetrable because the Jets are exactly as bad as we all thought they were. Welcome to Time Zars. The Chiefs beat the Jets. This is the podcast about it. I'm Joshua Briscoe, Nate Taylor, Seth Kaiser. One of you, talk now. Yes, it was a joyous day at Arrowhead Stadium with people not really cheering at all because everybody knew the Jets are (laughs) terrible. And within one possession of this football game, I tweeted, wow. So, yeah, the Jets really are this bad, huh? And then everybody proceeded to say yes. <laughs> Seth, that seemed like generally your uh, your vibe also, is that they were, in fact, that bad. They were so bad. I So I, I told you guys before we recorded that I had uh, Charles McDonald, who covers the Jets and the Giants, which, I mean, talk about an awful Ooh, beat. Yeah, that's tough. Right? Yeah. How he'd said to me that he thought if the Chiefs played a B-plus game, they'd win by 40. Uh-huh. You could convince me the Chiefs didn't even play a B-plus game because there were like four drives where it's like, oh, dang, man, they left a little meat on the bone there. Yeah. And they still won by like almost 30. They covered the so, spread! They yeah, covered yeah. the spread! Like, yo! Was like, uh, they, I mean... It was just interesting, and and it was a good opportunity to like really reflect on where the Chiefs are, mm. um, because people like to talk about the Chiefs played out of competition, that they this that and the other thing. I would just say it's really hard to win games in the NFL, but the Chiefs are just really, really good, and the Jets are really, really bad. And it was so obvious from the first drive, like you said. And, like, the Jets put up a little bit of a fight. They were respectable for a bit. You know, it's like, we're going to score these field goals, you know? <laughs> that'll that'll keep us in this game. That'll do it, probably, sure. <laughs> and the, the the funny thing is, for me, sometimes, and, and, you know, the Chiefs did it to themselves. Sometimes I wish Andy Reid was just a little more of a killer. Because, man, I, I want Mahomes to throw for, like, 700 yards in one of these games. <laughs> they did and let I Tommy really believe- Townsend throw the football. <laughs> like, I don't want to totally undercut you. Yeah, that, that, that did happen, and that was weird. Yeah, that was like, it's like they used this game to get stuff on film. Like, yeah. am I wrong? Like, it's like, we're going to show some other teams some stuff. Like, the opposite of people normally accuse Reed of. So, it was a it was a great game um, in the sense that the Chiefs look good in all phases. Um, had a few hiccups on defense early on. I'm not thrilled with the pass rush, but I mean, overall, I mean, mm-hmm. they, they just, they're so much better. The Chiefs are the best team in the league, and the Jets are the worst. Mm-hmm. And I'm not sure I've ever seen a game where that chasm was so vast. Yeah. Well, Nate, I'll kick it. I'll kick it back to you on this, but one thing to what Seth pointed out there, like we can nitpick stuff here and and I'm sure we'll have plenty of things to to go over in that regard. But the one thing coming out of this game that I kind of had a moment of thinking like, well, what can we take away from Chiefs Jets? Because it was like the best team in the league versus the worst or at the absolute least the second versus 31st or something. And I think it was one in 32. But like that was a conversation we had had that um that had circled around you know the, the idea of the Chiefs playing down to their competition or right. whatever. If they would have done anything other than win this game by twenty six points, we would have been like, oh man, that was you know they kind of let them hang around. And I mean, they kind of did with a bunch of field goals until they didn't anymore. And Patrick Mahomes was just dropping bombs from the you know top of a of a of a uh, of a 
plane, fighter plane. Like, was like, what was I looking for there? What was a stealth bomber? Know. I was looking for stealth bomber. I had a picture of a stealth bomber in my head and no words to go with him. Yeah. Uh, I could have said a jet. I also could have just said dropping bombs from a jet, and that would have been funnier and more concise. But, like, they, they won in dominating fashion. Right. Oh, uh, we're bored by it, I guess. I, I'm not bored. I, I would just say uh, a couple things. One, based on pro football reference, uh, the Chiefs today are just the fourth team since 1978 to actually cover when favored by 19 and a half points. So, um, you know, it, it speaks to both the Chiefs and the Jets today. Um, <laughs> the second thing is, I didn't see anything today from the press box where, you know, obviously it's live all 22. I didn't see anything that was like, wow, that's a new wrinkle by Steve Spagnolo. I feel like they were just like, here to playbook. Don't mess up your assignment. We'll win by a billion. Um, yeah. So yeah. for people who may be like, man, I wish the Divas would have played well. Like they didn't do anything exotic to my eyes live where it's like, oh, that may look like an all out blitz. But like they've shown that before. And if it's not cool, if it is great. But like I didn't see anything that was like new. I know some people are like, where in the world is Billy Gay? It's a bye week, guys. Like they just they just gave him a bye week. Um, same with like you know Sammy Watkins and Mitchell Schwartz, right? I mean, it's essentially a bye week. Uh, Clyde Edwards Alaire got like a mini bye week. Uh, yeah. The bigger point in all of this is, and I wrote this in the Athletic. No matter the opponent, Patrick Mahomes will give you no mercy. Mm-hmm. He. <laughs> Listen to me, ladies and gentlemen. We are halfway through the season. At the halfway point of the Run It Back campaign, Patrick Mahomes is unequivocally the league MVP right now. It's a wrap. It doesn't matter if it's the Ravens. It doesn't matter if it's the Chargers with a Bosa and a cover three defense. It doesn't matter if it's the Jets. This dude is better than everybody else. And some of the throws that he made today are going to be on the mixtape highlight, but it's a lot like, man, I, I don't know. that is that the Washington Generals on the field or is that the New York? Oh, that's the New York Jets. But still, he's precise at just knifing you all over the field. Um, there's only two statistics that matter other than the 7-1 record. It's 23 total touchdowns. It's one turnover. One turnover! unbelievable in eight games where they passed the football (laughs) a billion times one (sighs) i that's i mean that's such a good point um mahomes is just absurdly efficient and i think what we got a chance to see today and i a few people were talking about you know greg williams and what he might do which, hey, shout out to you, Greg Williams. I only saw like two blatantly cheap looking shots. So, um, and thank the one, you. And one that got called was was a brushing of Patrick Mahomes' face mask. Which, yeah, that was that one was bad. The one where they tried to tear uh, Bell's ACL, I thought was worse. That one seemed worse but, to me. Yeah, yeah, like a lot where it's like, oh man, that dude's been hold up. You know what I'm gonna do? I'm gonna dive at his left kneecap. Yeah, just to see. Um. With Mahomes, so this was a team's been playing the Chiefs differently this year. It's something everyone's talking about. You're seeing a lot more backpedaling at the snap. You're seeing a lot more two man safeties, or even when they're when teams are playing, you know, cover three or single high with man coverage. They they're they're shading to one side or the other. They're providing a lot of help, right? And I think you saw what happens. Like you've got some defenses have really good personnel, like say like the the Chargers. Um, that, that might be able to do some things to try to match up with the Chiefs. Um, maybe like the Buccaneers, they're an interesting team, although I don't know if they've got the horses on the back end, but like their linebackers and everything, really, really good defense. The Jets don't have the horses, right? <laughs> and so what teams that don't have that personnel, they've been kind of cheating like the Bills or the yep. Broncos. You know what yep. I mean? Like, okay, we're going to send everyone deep and hope that Mahomes just doesn't get bored, or maybe he does get bored just dinking and dunking. The Jets instead, they kind of went a little bit Baltimore Ravens in like, well, that's not what we do. (laughs) We're going to do what we do. And it's just like, you know, when Mahomes, uh, when he, how did Kevin Harlan phrase it? Invested in Rolex? Yes. 
Because yeah, because he was calling. Or that's the thing about it with Rolex because he was calling Rolex, 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 Rolex. Rolex. Lord, and you pepper, yeah. you pepper, Kelsey. Everybody else, Rolex. And and it, that was awesome. Uh, Kevin Harlan. I wish he could call every Chiefs game on television because it's amazing every time. Um, so the 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 Jets apparently on third and five are like, you know what we're gonna do? We're gonna play press man coverage on Tyree Kill with a single high safety. And Mahomes, you see him look to the left, and you can almost see him like, what the crap are they doing? <laughs> like, you you almost see it, like, like you almost see him like it's like he wanted to gesture at them and look at the defense, and go, guys, come on. <laughs> so then you know he audibles like, Well, I'm just gonna throw it up to you because you're faster than that, dude. The guy who who is covering him ran a four six forty. Like, what? <laughs> I, that was, it was just the most bizarre series of events. And you saw, I mean, that that's just what happens. The only reason things weren't much worse is because Quinn and Williams, who really should just stay in the so city. Good. Yeah, don't get on the he's plane. He's so Quinn. good. He's like, a, he's like a Chris Jones carbon copy. Like, the way they move, their weird strength. Like, if it weren't for him... They gave up another couple touchdowns there probably because he made a few big plays on his own. But that that I think what we saw here is what happens when defenses stop cheating and don't have great personnel. Like you you've got to cheat deep on the Chiefs unless you have excellent pass rush and good coverage yeah. guys. I'm I'm glad that you mentioned the interception thing also because and this is Nate and I just did TV together and we talked about it and then I did the 810 post game show and talked about. So I feel like I'm in reruns but I'm assuming we're talking to new people now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Patrick Mahomes this year has one interception in 284 pass attempts. That's insane. Like those are those are the Aaron Rodgers numbers that, you know, that Seth refers to from his like absolutely just a, a hurricane inside a tornado inside of a tsunami year. But it, the interesting thing is like last year, uh, Mahomes was averaging eight, averaged 8.8 .8 air yards per attempt across the regular season last year. And he obviously had some injuries also in that, that mm -hmm. he was dealing with for pretty much the entire season. This year, before today's game, and I'll have to update this later, but before today's game, he was averaging 7.4 intended air yards per attempt. Completed air yards per attempt is uh, 5.7 to last year's 6.5. It dropped a little bit, but it didn't include today's game where that number is going to go up as bad as much as you can because 47 of those throws, a lot of them were going downfield. I imagine it's going to be more than seven and a half yards per attempt. He he is as accurate and mistake-free as the absolute best version you could possibly create of Alex Smith or whatever with, with mm -hmm. the downfields wherewithal of the best version of Aaron Rodgers you can come up with. Like, I think we're so rightfully obsessed with the big plays and all of that that it's we don't even it almost doesn't even register that he just doesn't turn the ball over that that even like it's throughout wild. his MVP season like we were like oh well you know he'll throw a few he'll, he'll turn the ball over a few times which is fine because he's crushing it still throwing for fifty touchdowns fifty touchdowns and twelve picks he threw five last year he's thrown one halfway through this season like it's just. Turnovers are so important, obviously, in the NFL, and it's so hard to have this much volume as a passer and that little turnover. He's thrown interceptions, not counting today's game, on on 0.4% uh, of his pass attempts. I mean, it's it's wild just because most of the time he's really, really good within the framework of knowing where pressure's coming from. But as Andy kind of alluded to today. Andy Reid was like, yeah, we give him the RPO. Guess what? He made the right decision every time today. <laughs> I can't. Like, if the pass wasn't completed, there's something else. But, like, the coverage suggests, yeah, you should pull the ball back, throw the football. Um, and based on the way that they were playing, as, as Seth alluded to, he's just – I know there's a term of, like, what passes are interceptable. Um, but he's even low in that percentile. Uh, not, you know, obviously including today's game. I just, like, we thought he was going to be a gunslinger. We were told he was going to be a gunslinger. We said high risk, high reward. Um, it's, it's all a false. It's all a falsehood, kids. Like, he's better at this than anybody who's ever done this in this short of a season. And that includes you, Troy Aikman. Oh, jeez. Um, I'm over here minding my own business. 
See, you know what? If you know what, if we had the cameras on, we would have known that Josh walked away. <laughs> um, all of you lovely listeners, just know we had our first shot at like doing like a full fledged Zoom thing and like really personally connecting, yeah. staring into each other's eyes while we talked about the Chiefs. And Josh was like, "Nah, I don't." Pass. I think it would make the show worse. I think we would see Danielle falling asleep fifteen minutes into the show. She's out right now, and I, yeah. you would see like. We would see whenever you were tweeting someone, we'd see you typing, like Nate would just be getting very animated. I'd be playing, you know, Animal Crossing on the Switch and you guys would see <laughs> no, me we do would that be, time. We'd, my, I think the part where it would fall apart is like if you and I started bickering about something then, then, yeah. then because palm, the look on our faces to would be too here. much. Oh, yeah. goodness. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, so we agree that Nate is adult enough to do it. <laughs> And I other people on this weird. podcast. I just think it would be weird. Like, we've, we've figured out how to do this just strictly audio. And we now like, adding a video element, I just think would be disconcerting. I, You know what? I, too, fear human contact. But, so, like, here's the thing. Right now, I'm, I'm, watching, I'm watching whatever the whatever Danucci is playing what quarterback for the, the Cowboys. World? I'm looking over my left shoulder. You would think that I'm, like, not engaged in listening. I am, but instead of looking that's, at you on the screen, that's true. I'm looking you're at... Protecting us from, you're protecting us from hurt feelings. I'm protecting you from um, how distractible I am, which, honestly, <laughs> I should probably do something I, about. I've, I've, had, I've had supper with you. I know. Yeah. It's just... Yeah. Hey, 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 right here. <laughs> over here. Hey, um, Josh. Start waving, start waving a burnt end in front of you. <laughs> that would work on me. Yeah, um, I would, it would be. I, I, what, I, what I'm afraid of is what happened if you would like throw it. If I would just go like chase it down, I don't know. <laughs> well, it's. I mean, it's a burnt end. I'd chase it. I mean, you know. Anyway, I don't want to well, know that. Those things are amazing. Not all of us get to live in Kansas City, guys. I miss barbecue so much. Anyway, um, about Mahomes. So I, I know, you know, something that made the rounds, um, good friend of the show, Ben Baldwin, who's a great analytics guy. He posted something about, you know, um, interceptable passes. And and I responded, you know, kind of joking around and Chiefs Kingdom took offense because the, the reality is, you know, Wilson's throwing more picks than Mahomes, like four times yep. more. But, uh, you know, he's, he's throwing fewer supposed, you know, you know, interceptable passes. So, you know, it's kind of, it's, it's kind of the argument we've heard about Mahomes every year. You notice that it's like, well, you know, he throws all these potential picks at a certain point. How many years does he have to play before people are going to say there, there's obviously something going on here as to why he doesn't have more picks. And one theory that I have is a lot of his interceptable passes, because I chart that, you know, potential picks, it matters, right? A quarterback shouldn't get credit for a defender dropping an interception. Like he shouldn't um, get blamed for, which I think has happened to Russell Wilson, like a receiver handing the ball to the defensive back. Yeah, right. absolutely. Like that, that's not, that. there's a reason why I, I chart things, right? Mm -hmm. And I don't just, you know, look at the stat sheet because that stuff misses itself. However, one thing that this idea of interceptable passes misses is that with Mahomes, the situation where you see them, like, for example, the, the, the pick against the Raiders, right? His one interception. One, Kelsey ran the wrong route. At least that's what he's saying. He's the one who did it. I don't know if it was yes, the receiver who did it. Yes. Someone he, ran the wrong yes, route. Seth. He brought there that up again. Give, like, give, them the, give them the news they need to hear. The analysis. <laughs> Even the one pick by Patrick <laughs> Mahomes was not Patrick was not Mahomes' his fault. It wasn't, and also it was like fourth and ten, and he was he had pressure in his face. He had to throw the ball. Yes, right. The worst thing you can do in that situation is not right, throw or check down. <laughs> Derek Carr, <laughs> um, which you know what, you know what, that's not fair. Derek Carr has bragging rights right now over the Chiefs. He played a great game, so never mind. My hats off to you, Derek Carr. Um, so the one pick that he's thrown that really wasn't on. You know, it's fourth and long. You have to throw the ball. And you got to just hope someone makes a play and maybe don't run two routes to the exact same spot, which is what they did. A lot of his actual interceptable passes, though, I would say at least half of them have been on on dead plays. Where, you know, oh, where he knows, jump yeah. off sides mm -hmm. and... Yeah, and Mahomes is just like... And I, I think another one of them, at least, was one where I think he thought he had a dead play, but that's neither here nor there. You've seen a couple of these... The only time he throws these types of passes, generally speaking... Like any other quarterback, he might throw something a little inaccurate or maybe miss a guy underneath. That happens to him really rarely. 
But what usually happens is it's an obvious miscommunication, right? He'll, he'll, he thinks that he thinks that someone's running to the corner. They run a post and it like bounces off the safety's face, right? And it's unbelievable that he can be as aggressive as he is, but it's almost always at the right time. And the only time he even starts to take risks at this point is when he has to. And I'm curious if maybe that's going to result in us maybe seeing the end of, you know, 50, 60 touchdown seasons, especially with the way that Mahomes is played now by defenses. But it makes him a more efficient, better quarterback. And it's been crazy to watch this year. Like, he's just playing at a level that no one else is touching. The one thing you use the word risk, which I think, I mean, I understand what you're saying there, but the the... The amazing thing is that he's he's taken fewer risks without being significantly less aggressive. And and that was one thing that I don't think any of us on this show did this, just to be like super clear. And frankly, I don't think a lot of people did this. But I think there was at least a little bit of a feeling through the first seven games of like, oh well, Mahomes hasn't been as he hasn't been as aggressive downfield or whatever, because they've had other stuff available. And I, there was never a doubt, obviously, that if deep shots were the thing the defense was offering, that the Chiefs would take them. I think some people may have wondered what happens if it's neutral. What happens if lots of things are available? Will you take the easy short stuff, little chunks at a time, if you could basically pick apart, let's say, I don't know, one of the worst defenses in football on a winless team halfway through the year. If you're going up against that defense and you're pretty sure you can, you have three guys that are open, is Mahomes going to take the mid-range, the check down, or take the deep shot? The thing that I loved about today's game is there were a lot of those situations, it seemed like, and Mahomes kept taking the deep shots. So if you had one iota of concern about what would happen, if, you know, is Mahomes being rewired to be more concerned? No, no, he's not. No, he wasn't. No, he's still Patrick Mahomes. Right. And he's and he's smart enough to know, too, the calculation in his head. And, and this was kind of what... I wanted to get to as much as I could before the season started when I did the the long story on him was just like your your mind is different than everybody else like I can, I can see it in the film I can see it in the in the in the decision making that he does obviously we talked about uh you know Wasp extensively but he he's so good at the idea of okay this is the situation this is the play call which, by the way, already gives him an advantage because, I don't know, Andy Reid and Eric Benemy are kind of like, I don't know, good at this. Um, <laughs> he's already got the skillful, player, the skillful players, I should say. So there's no concern there. It's literally just finding the matchup and exploiting it to the highest degree. And so when he makes an audible today, that involves, I guess, Rolex now is the, is the word. There'll be a new word next week. Um, <laughs> he can execute it at a high level where it's just like, okay. I'm I'm okay being great in the red zone, and if the Jets don't want me to be great in the red zone, I'll be great from midfield. Like he's yep. he's so like it's it's hard to really quantify just how good he is, and at the same time know that his brain is understanding everything at just a higher level because he's been given every advantage the moment he came to be the starter, and it's only improved from here. And now he's saying quotes, y'all, that are outrageous to people such as me who have covered sports for quite a while. These quotes sound nice on face value, but then I have to type them out and then I read them back to myself. And I'm like, <gasps> like <laughs> he's kind of started letting things slip out and it's okay. And it's cool because I asked the question. Patrick kind of knows what I'm getting at. And then he says the thing that, like, is completely honest. He's completely aware that it's honest. And he wants you to know that it's honest. And, you know, the, the various teams in the league. He, he said a quote today, y'all. And you may have, you know, addressed this on the postgame show, Josh. But Patrick Mahomes says, we have the team that can go get whatever we want to get. He's not playing, y'all. <laughs> Mm -mm. He's not. <laughs> That's just true. We have the team to get whatever we want when we want it. What? Who says this? Looking for an assist with your credit card but can't get a hold of anyone? 
Luckily, with 24-7 U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yep, you heard that right. You can talk to a real human and customer service at any time. Sounds like a real game changer if you ask us. Make the right call and get the service you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. And now, two pigeons bemoaning the fact you can stream DirecTV satellite free. You see this? A family watching baseball on DirecTV with no satellite dish in sight. Let's heckle them. You call that changing the channel? Choke up on the remote, buddy. I hope getting all these games on DirecTV makes up for your mother not pre-chewing your sunflower seeds. DirecTV has the most MLB games. Visit DirecTV.com. Claim based on total games offered on national and regional sports networks with choice package or higher. Availability of RSNs varies by zip code and package. High-speed internet service required. Terms and restrictions apply. It's that I, I like that. I hadn't really thought about that. That lately, you know, he's letting a little bit more out. Um, now, if anyone you know really follows up too much, it's going to become well. You we're know, just trying to be successful, have success. <laughs> yeah, we're just day. trying to be successful. <laughs> yeah. yeah, every single day, it's about showing up every single day and working hard every, every single, single day. day. Every single day, and hey, look, I maybe I need to start trying harder every <laughs> single day, <laughs> and fair. I would have uh, uh, more success, but. It is interesting, and he's not wrong. And I do think um, I you see occasionally. I, I I think back to their comeback last year against the Lions, which is a weird sentence to say out loud. Mm-hmm. What a, what um, a great game that gets missed. Week four, can't forget it. Yeah, that game yeah. happened seven years ago. <laughs> like that. Um, Tyler Palco played in that game. I don't, and it was the first time that uh, that Byron Pringle like mm-hmm. flashed a little. Mm-hmm. He keeps doing it. Anyway, um, one thing that he said when he was he was they were about to get on the field, you saw him like take a breath, and I, I remember watching this on like the mic'd up or whatever it was, and he like took a breath because like it was almost like he wanted to yell because every now and then you see it kind of slip through like that he is a perfectionist and he is competitive and he wants to like like when he took that hit last week, um. Where the one that caused, uh, you know, oh man, I'm gonna say his name wrong again. Assembly nailed it to say, you know, 15 can't get hit like that. Mm-hmm. Uh, you saw the irritation in his face, right? Mm-hmm. And it, you it, so in this moment against the Lions, as they're about to get on the field, trying to come back, you almost see that moment where he wants to like shake guys, be like, guys, come on. And what he said was, all we have to do is be ourselves. Mm-hmm. I remember this moment. Yes, and I yes. think, and I think he is cognizant he's a smart dude and he is cognizant of the fact that they really do have the talent to do whatever they want against most teams now there's some teams that might give them some problems but against most teams they can really do whatever they want and even against the really good teams their own mistakes are as serious as what the other team does and I think that that's something he's really starting to try to push on the team is like guys we just have to do it like, it's totally within their control. Mm. And understanding that, I think, um, will allow them to, rather than having to focus on the opponent, and, you know, obviously you're going to focus on, like, scheme and, 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 and opponent's players and where to be and that kind of stuff. But it's going, it, it kind of gives, it gives you a certain amount of control. Yeah. And I think in life as well as in football, deciding that you have control over what happens i mean in real life that's something of a lie at times <laughs> you just but did a total like you just did your a pastor turn is what just happened you went yeah. the chiefs know that they're in control and if you as soon as you accept that jesus christ is in control <laughs> you're like whoa I, I got whiplash like i got i got zapped back i was 14 in youth group all of a sudden that was wild well i mean well i mean that's true but that's for another day um <laughs> <laughs> Look, I you know no 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 no. I just it I was like to. such a it, you make, but it, it is, was a, such a pivot. It, it is a pivot. Well, you know, look, you, the the pastor comes out every now and then in me where it's like you know this actually really applies to an overarching life point. You gonna say something about the Old Testament? That, just get that out of the way. Oh, you know what? I really would. The, the Lord will fight for you. You need only to be still. Those Israelites were on the edge of the Red Sea. They were like, yeah. "What are we gonna do?" He's like, "Guys." <laughs> Red Sea back to the Chiefs offense, full circle. Exactly. And so I think when when you are in a position the Chiefs are, because not all teams could be like this because some teams just don't control this stuff because they're not good enough. Whereas when you start to take responsibility and say, well, no, really, we can go as far as we choose to, 
And then everything you do becomes intentional and everything you do becomes a choice. And I think if you look at Patrick Mahomes' life, you see that his football career, he could have been a really good quarterback without doing the things that he's done and like working as hard as he has, but he's choosing to. And I think he's trying to, that's the real footprint he's starting to leave on the team. Now, that's just a theory. But I see quotes from him, and I really think he's trying to implement that on these guys. Like, today is a great day to be great. Or, you know, yeah. he always says stuff like that, right? It's a good day to dominate. Like, let's let's go out there and be ourselves. Let's go out there and dominate. I really like that attitude from him rather than, you know, let's just do our best. It's like, no, 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 no. Let's dominate. And I like that. So after the Buffalo game, um, it was my kicker quote. Patrick Mahomes said, quote, if teams are going to play us like this, you're going to see us run the football. We have the guys to do it, which obviously meant Clyde edwards Oliver was going to get 161 rushing yards, basically at will, uh, to prevent the deep <laughs> ball. After the game in Baltimore, he said, quote, Coach Reed is never going to be stagnant. He's going to keep putting in more and more plays. That's what makes it fun. You get in there, and it's not the same game plan. We honestly have a new game plan from top down every single week. Like, he's sharing things in a way that is, one, Great for fans, you know, good for my job. Keep it coming, Pat. And is a true acknowledgement of I've already won. I know what it takes to win. And I'm going through the journey right now of trying to become back-to-back champions, which is, again, very, very rare in the NFL. And I'm okay sharing with you every step of the way how we're doing this or why we're performing the way we're performing, despite the fact that history suggests you shouldn't be this good coming off of a Super Bowl win, regardless of a global pandemic occurring. So <laughs> it's it's wild, but he won't say it. So I'm going to say it for him. Patrick Mahomes is better than Russell Wilson. He's better than Aaron Rodgers. He's better than insert any quarterback you want to name playing football right now. He the MVP. They're 7-1. and one, And the only reason why they're 7-1 and one, and the only reason why he has a turnover on his record is because A, Travis Kelsey ran a route that was very similar to Tyree Kill, which is why four defenders were in the middle of the field on fourth and seven with the game on the line and pressure up the middle. And the team still scored 32 points, and it was the one day the Chiefs defense was like, yeah, I guess we're going to give a 40. Like, he's just better at this than everybody else. And it's weird to say, um, considering that, you know, there's – Really, really talented football players in this league. Like, extremely good, Hall of Fame-worthy players. Tom Brady is still somehow defeating age, but he ain't as good as Patrick Mahomes. He's never been as good as Patrick Mahomes is. And we just need to acknowledge that eight games into the season. Uh, let's, I'm not going to fight you. No, so let's, let, you know what, let's take the defense side now because we've Patrick Mahomes is really good and the Chiefs offense is really good. Oh, yeah, I'm, hold on, I'm going to do this real quick. Um, we, even we, I mean, we on this call, I mean, me, I mean, every Chiefs fan, I mean, I mean, Travis Kelsey's parents. I don't think anybody actually gives Travis Kelsey the, his rightful due as being as incredibly dominant as he is. And I'm, again, I'm saying that about all three of us. Cause I just think I forget sometimes like he's just, he's unstoppable and also does it in like seven different ways every time. Like he's literally, unless he decides to run the wrong route and, and runs in the Tyree kill, as we just mentioned, um, he was like, he was incredible today. And it was like a yawn, like uh, eight receptions, 109 yards, a touchdown on a little bowling play at the <laughs> goal line. Yeah. Long of 25. Yeah. All right. Okay. Yep. No, it's just another, the Travis go. Like he's just that he's that as often as the chiefs want to get it. And it's unbelievable. It's wild. Um, He's just, I mean, we, we, you know, we have, there are a couple of things on the offensive side, actually, we should still talk about. So if anyone else wants to talk about how good Travis Kelsey is, I, I just, I think by the time he retires, if he's not unanimously considered the best tight end of all time, he's going to be getting first place votes, which also is funny because he might not get all the first place votes for the best Chiefs tight end of all, of all time, which is just sort of a funny thing about this franchise. <laughs> Travis Kelsey is going to end up in every given year that he was in the league, people thinking that he's the second by, best tight end. Yeah, it's, it's infuriating. It's absolutely, it's um, absolutely it's, bonkers. It's, yeah, that's what people are always going to say because, you know, early on it was Gronk. And look, Pete Gronk, unbelievable. Um, and then George Kittle, great tight great end. Great tight end. Um, but, you know, you, I can't help but notice that when Travis Kelsey, and we talked about this before the game, when Travis Kelsey needed to line up as a 
flipping fullback, mm-hmm. he could do it. Mm-hmm. Uh, he can do anything mm-hmm. on the football field. But what he does best, and what Andy Reid has him do, because Andy Reid is smart, is not line up and take on defensive ends, because why would you do that when you have one of the best five receivers in the NFL? And and anyone who doesn't think Travis Kelsey is one of the best five receivers in the NFL, I'm talking tight ends, wide receivers, whatever, just drop drop that uh, drop dead. drop that Benjamin <laughs> on drop that Benjamin on Game Pass. Spend that hundred bones. I think a bone is actually a thousand dollars. I don't know. Anyway, I don't do well with lingo. That's what I get for that. So drop that hundred bucks on Game Pass and watch the Chiefs plan all twenty two because Travis Kelsey is always open. I think, I think you saying top five open. receiving targets or whatever in the NFL. I think that's the way we should be talking about him and not like yeah. one of the two best tight ends. Like, no, he's like, I, I think the Chiefs probably have two of the like seven best receiving weapons. And the fact that I expanded that to include Tyree Kill, which also uh, Seth, you wrote about in the Chief of the North newsletter. It's already out right now about how good Tyree yeah. Kill is. I, if I could only have one target to give to Patrick Mahomes, like if I had to lock one up, I think I might pick Travis Kelsey, and I also understand that Tyreek Hill is the perfect receiver for Patrick Mahomes, and that's how highly I think of Travis Kelsey. Like, I just, he's unbelievable. I would, that's my hot take. I, I would say that, given the situation, you should probably target Travis Kelsey more, because um, yeah. Travis Kelsey has the most receptions thrown by Patrick Mahomes. Um, and look, you know, you need, you kind of need more things to go right for a deep shot to Tyreek Hill. Uh, we don't need to expand mm-hmm. on that, but you kind of need more things to go right. Um, Travis Kelsey, mm, nine out of ten times is always open. He's always there. Like you can, we've seen a little bit these last few weeks, and this is not in any way a criticism of Tyree Kill at all. Who had a great like game today? Who? Who was incredible? He was running some routes that were making dudes look pedestrian. And like the the way that that we've seen teams treat the Chiefs the last couple of weeks, I think that. You can you can see uh you can see a defense sell out to to account for Tyreek Hill not contain him but to account for him. I don't think that any team in the NFL actually takes Travis Kelsey out of the game except for maybe the Patriots who unclip their helmets and beat Travis Kelsey with them like a club like Miles Garrett does like that's the only defense it's 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 gonna be a wild January that's all I'm gonna say (laughs) it's gonna be a wild January if everybody you know stays who they are and you're right, again, Travis, uh, Tyree Kill was incredible today, and Seth wrote about it up in the Chief of the North newsletter. Um, the running game was a total non-factor, like uh, just to just factually. But through three quarters, I think the final number was the Chiefs had run the ball nine times for 18, 18 yards. yards. Yep. Um, just, a, just, a non, just a non-starter, which again makes me feel good because if the... If the question has ever been, you know, again, what happens in a neutral situation where the Chiefs can choose how they want to win, they probably could have run the ball 40 times in this game and beaten the Jets by a a similar margin. Uh, They still threw the ball 47 times with four from Chad Henney and one from Tommy Townsend. And Patrick Mahomes threw the ball 42 times, and they were killing it that way. So why run the ball? It's the less efficient way to move the ball. That's not a hot take. That's just just true. I think Seth is currently gone. So Nate, if you'd like to expand on that, you can. I think Seth just disappeared like Batman. Can, can we acknowledge that? Because um, I also wrote this. Can we acknowledge that, that Tommy Townsend was the second best quarterback in Arrowhead today? Oh, absolutely. <laughs> yeah, the most important. I think my favorite stat is that Sam Darnold was clearly fourth. <laughs> like, go I, ahead, go ahead, oh, young Seth. No poor, poor Sam Oof. Darnold. Every, I mean, he he made a few throws where it's like, you know what? I could see it. He's gonna he's gonna go back up a better quarterback somewhere, and then he's gonna like he's gonna start six games when that guy gets hurt, and then some team is gonna is gonna sign him as like he's gonna be Nick Foles somewhere, and he'll probably deserve it. He I would like for Sam Darnold to get a decent team and a real coach. Yeah, it, it would be nice to see. It's just impossible to gauge anyone there. I really seriously, after watching the Chiefs mollywop the Jets. I, I'm I, I just I'm I'm reiterating my call for the Chiefs to make an offer on Quinn and Williams and just tell them like guys what what else are you gonna do like you know it's not gonna work out let's be honest <laughs> so I, I just I just I, like that would be it'd be hard to not sound really condescending making that call but uh, no the the Chiefs defense made Darnold look downright mediocre after halftime 
which is another indictment on Adam Gase in that, you know, he's an offensive guy and his offense always looks worse after the half. Like, yeah. that's bad. Yeah, that is bad. Um, and the Chiefs, the Chiefs kind of, they, they, they got some stuff done in coverage. They didn't get, you know, they didn't get as much pressure as I would have liked. Yeah, you mentioned um, that earlier. Let's expand on that a little bit because I think, yeah. I think it's not ridiculous to say that, I mean, that, that well, I'm going to say it in a super unridiculous <laughs> way. I think it's totally fair to say the Chiefs pass rush has been uh, underachieving for the 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 mm. money they've put into it, essentially. And, or even, even yeah. if you take the financial aspect away, to just say Frank Clark and Chris Jones on the right. same defensive line, they have not pressured what you would expect from what I think at least the Chiefs would argue is a top five interior pass rusher and a top five edge rusher. And knowing that Sam Darnold is not the most escapable quarterback um, yeah. in the league. I mean, the, the pushback that they'll give is, hey, you know, Lamar Jackson and Josh Allen and Deshaun Watson. But, like... But, like, they had Herbert yeah, in his, first, and his was debut. In, and he was he was comfortable for large stretches of that game. And Derek and Derek Carr took his time. Yep. Like, I think they got yes, to Brian did. Hoyer, but it was Brian Hoyer. Like, and he got I, I would twice, just say, so it wasn't it wasn't a six sack game or anything. Sorry, Seth. I I just and look, there's a lot more that goes into the game than stats. Yep, but it's at least worth noting that. I mean, after today, because this this stat didn't change today. Frank Clark has three sacks. Mm. And, you know, before today he had, I mean, what we're looking at here, six hits mm-hmm. on the quarterback. Mm-hmm. And look, Clark, he sets a good edge. Um, I haven't charted his snaps, so maybe he's winning a bunch and I'm missing it. But during the games, even the last few weeks, I guess I would just say, and and I think I've, I think I've stumped for Clark pretty hard here. Um, but this year... Considering that he's healthy, or more, more, or more healthy than we games. than we believe he was last year at this point, right? And yeah, and so maybe there's something going on. But he he again, he's back to not necessarily looking like he's rushing with as much strength as he was. And he's had a few games where he looked great. I mean, he he he's he's played really well in some of these games, including some important games. Like I mean, he he was huge yeah, against he Baltimore. Was, he was really he he and Chris were at their peak in, in Baltimore. Yeah, but like Chris Jones, I would say week in and week out, I'm still noticing him hitting the quarterback multiple yes. times. Yeah, um, but I'm just not seeing quite as much from Clark. It's just something you know, just to kind of put a pin in there, just to kind of keep an eye out on it because that's just it's interesting. Because to be the vocal leader that he is, and to be the the world class trash talker that he is. And to kind of get away with being that way with his teammates and all that stuff, you you do have to put out. You know, you have to perform. And I'm not saying he's not, but it's just something to keep an eye on. One thing that's kind of interesting that I don't I don't know if this is gonna explain it by any means, but like you mentioned Chris Jones, right? He's got four and a half sacks, and like he hit Sam Darnold's arm on a pass really t- I think he I think he hit Sam Darnold in like two of his first three passes or something, um, just yep. straight out of the gate today. But I think that's to some extent a little indicative of the positions they play because if you win up the middle, it's going to impact the quarterback. Yes. Like there's a little more you can do to neutralize a defensive end, which I think would go back to a conversation we've we've had and we'll probably continue to have about what you do with, you know, high paid defensive ends or in, you know, edge rushers in general and all that. And it's not that's not explaining even half of it, but like I think it's really, really hard for Chris Jones to be playing well and you not to notice. And I think that's I think that's not necessarily true about edge rushers for the most part. And that might be true, but I gotta tell you, you know, when the Chiefs have played um, you know, the Bosas. For or sure. Absolutely. When you see when you watch a game with Khalil Mack, when you watch a game, you see those guys, and there's a reason why usually the top of the top ten guys in sacks every year, you'll probably have like maybe Donald and Jones in there, but the rest are edge rushers. No, that's absolutely true. You're right. That's totally fair. And, and but you do make a good point, and so maybe maybe they're swiping from one another a little bit too, in terms of you know what would have gotten there. And I think you're absolutely right. And, and and it makes you talk about you know where resources can be allocated. But he just with Clark earlier in the season, I was noticing him yeah. playing games. And this is super. This is not good analysis. 
you know, don't. It's just not. I mean, like, it's I anecdotal, mean, but I was going to use the word notice also. Like, I think that collectively we can, we can say that there, there, there are yeah. stretches of the game where you kind of forget Frank Clark is out there. Like, you forget that Taco Charlton's out there. And honestly, sometimes Taco Charlton shows up. Like, and you're like, oh, yeah, there's Taco Charlton. Nice to have him back that's, out there. You that's really, you don't want to do that's that. That's really similar to what I'm, yeah. That, man, you said that better than I did. Yeah. Well done. <laughs> we eventually get there. Sometimes our powers combine. As you've probably heard by now, we've teamed up with BetMGM this season. We'll be using BetMGM lines to make all of our picks, and we'll have special offers for our listeners each week. If you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC, and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic, plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager with BetMGM. Here's how it works. Download the BetMGM app and sign up using bonus code THEATHLETIC. Make your first deposit of at least $10. Place your first bet on any game and claim your voucher for a one-year subscription to The Athletic. See BetMGM.com for terms. U.S. promotional offers not available in D.C., Mississippi, New York, Nevada, Ontario, or Puerto Rico. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Available in the U.S. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY 467-369 in New York. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP in Arizona. 1-800-327-5050 in Massachusetts. 1-800-BETS-OFF in Iowa. 1-800-270-7117 for confidential help in Michigan. 1-800-981-0023 in Puerto Rico. First bet offer for new customers only in partnership with Kansas Crossing Casino and Hotel. Don't forget, if you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager. You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with The Fall Guy. Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes! Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Because nope. I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Um, the the secondary today is it's that might be one of the tougher units to actually evaluate because they're just more talented than all of the Jets pass catchers. No offense to Braxton Berrios. Nate, I don't want to, I don't want to catch. He, he was the only guy hands. today. He was, my he man really was. showed up with one receiver off the bus. Like if, I mean, Jameson Crowder was out. Who was it? Was it Perryman that was out too? My man showed up with one receiver off the bus. Do you? He didn't have a tight end. Like, do you know Braxton Berrios's uh, oh. stat line? Because I just saw it and it made me laugh. He had into the nobody. What other than Braxton, Braxton Berrios? How many? I'm going to tell you how many targets and receptions he had. I want you to tell me how many yards you think he had. He had eight receptions on 11 targets. How many yards do you think that? I'm, I'm looking this up. So give give it to Seth because I I see it and it makes and okay. it makes it makes me hurt. I, I with that with eight receptions, I'd say at least. 80 and so i would also add his longest was 15 yards like that's a pretty he had eight for 34 how is that did did he have one for did he lose a bunch i think he he had like one behind the line of scrimmage there was one uh jet sweep which tells you the difference between you know very good athlete in braxton barrios and miko hartman miko hartman takes a jet sweep Mm -hmm. to the house uh, Braxton Burrios gets a jet sweep. Um, nobody blocks Tyron Matthew, and he's like, guys! <laughs> Yo, yeah. God, close <laughs> I can't run anywhere if, as soon as I catch the ball, a dude's literally in my face. Um, yeah, so I know one play was a complete negative because Tyron Matthew diagnosed the play and blew it up immediately on the jet sweep. But, I mean, Braxton Burrios was out here trying to get yards, being covered by Tyron Matthew and... God bless him. Sam Darnold was out here like, I have no other options. You know what, Braxton? You get the ball again against Tyron Matthew. (laughs) What are we doing, Adam Gates? Why are we even showing up on the field? Like, he had no weapons other than Braxton Berrios, who's like slightly, maybe maybe slightly, like, like 14th slot receiver in the league. Like, and that's saying something, given how Braxton Berrios is not like the most physically freak of nature athlete but it's always been good even as leesville rose high school's own in raleigh north carolina anyway the the dude had no help and so looking at you trevor lawrence 
You had a gym, Trevor. Don't you blame I, Braxton for I, this. I, this is not Braxton's I'm fault. I'm looking at you, Trevor Lawrence. Sir, it is time <laughs> to start the campaign for it. Can't go back. Nope. Can't go back. I can't go back, and I can't go there either. No. No, sir. You find a way to get on. <laughs> you, sir, find a way to get on another team. Okay? I don't care what it takes. But Sam Darnold got off a bus against the defending champions. It had one legitimate receiver today. Woo! Adam Gates can't be there much longer. That's got to stop. I don't. I mean, yeah, you don't want Greg Williams to be the head coach either. So maybe you just let Gates get sixteen. I don't. I don't know, man. He put. He put. Sam, Sam Darnold went back. He hurt it. He re-injured his shoulder. He sent him back out there instead of putting in respectable NFL quarterback Joe Flacco, Ugh. formerly respectable quarterback Joe Flacco, and then didn't let Sam Darnold go for on fourth yep. down. I don't. Yep. I don't, you know what, guys? I'm going to say I know this is really brave and probably controversial, and I don't know if this is going to be kind of my new like Troy Aikman thing, but I don't think Adam Gase is a very good coach. <laughs> wow. Yeah. That is brave. I know. I know I'm like the only one saying but I'm kind of a contrarian sometimes that way, and like it's just kind of part of my brand at this point. I don't think he's very good. He, I added, I've added him to my list of people where my thought is he must be unbelievable. In interviews and meetings. That's also kind of hard to believe, though, whenever you, like, see him talk. I But there's got to be something. It's either that or, like, what, blackmail? No, he, <laughs> like, pulls a Polaroid, he pulls a Polaroid out of his wallet, and it's a picture of him arm-in-arm arm with, with Peyton Manning. And they're like, yeah, sure, job's yours. Yeah, it's it, it's 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 so bad there, man. And, like, I my fear is that, you know, you're going to end up with one of these. It looks like there's a few, maybe even four awesome quarterbacks coming out mm. this year. Mm-hmm. Um, I, you know, you got a couple with more questions cause they're, you know, lower level at the college tier. Mm-hmm. Um, although, although I will fight to the death. This Minnesota guy will fight to the death that NDSU is not lower tier. Right. Anything. I, yeah, because everyone's like, have Alabama play him. It's like, does Alabama want the smoke? Okay. No, Alabama would want the smoke. <laughs> okay. They would. So but, I think if Alabama wanted it, they'd get it. So I don't. Yeah, yeah, they they would they would get it. But I I'm just saying, no one should ever play. Um, no one should ever play NDSU. No, that's like, totally fair. These upper tier teams, it's like you know what we ought to do. We're a top twenty five team. Let's open up against NDSU. It's like yeah, but why? Because when they run us out of the building, we're gonna be embarrassed, and they're gonna go back to Fargo, North Dakota, laughing and taking our money. Anyway, my fear for any of these quarterbacks is that Adam Gase is going to be able to convince ownership that he just needs a quarterback. They can't. And they can't. There's no way. That can't happen. I, 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 that can't happen. They'd have to and relegate them. There's, they can't. Roger Goodell would have to fire Adam Gase himself. That can't happen. <laughs> yeah, because we can't have... Trevor Lawrence is the league's hope for someone that might be as good as Mahomes. And I don't think he's going to be for what it's But if worth. he plays with Adam Gase, he's definitely not going to be. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Look, if he if he's as good as Mahomes playing with Adam Gase, that would indicate that he is Thanos with all yes, the infinity stuff. that's right. Because there's just no <laughs> other way to do it. So, no, it was this, man, overall, seriously, this is a great game. This is a lot of fun. It was fun. I needed, the last two weeks have been, like, kind of relaxing. Yeah, it's just fun. Mm-hmm. It's, just not, like, it's not even week, yeah. it's not week 13. It's not yeah, it's, it's not week 13. Although I really wish the Ravens would have done the world a favor and beaten the Steelers yeah. to where, you know, now the Chiefs got to count on the Steelers stumbling. And, Their schedule and the is not really hard. There, there, there's still games to no. be played, fellas. There's still games. There's a lot of games. We're halfway there. Well, look, they're not going right. undefeated. What are, what are you okay? I mean, that's yeah. just like, not how the NFL like works. They were, they were a field goal away in Nashville from, what, going to mm. overtime? Which, by the way, can someone check on the Titans, please? Because <gasps> and and you know Lamar Lamar Jackson had 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 a shot today. Um, well, he actually had a couple shots based yeah. on what I saw in the fourth. He had a couple shots. He had a couple in the fourth shots. Yeah. Lamar Lamar hurt his uh, Lamar versus Mahomes conversation. I today. just found out the Broncos beat the Chargers. Yep. <laughs> what? Look, Herbert. look. I love like speaking of coaches, can. Can we get Anthony Lynn one more year? Just one more year, but everything else has got to change. Because even Justin Herbert can't fix this, y'all. Maybe it wasn't Philip Rivers' fault all this time. Maybe Philip Rivers was just was just in a in a terrible situation. Because you know the Colts are like respectably good and not losing. Like Philip Rivers isn't down by four with less than two minutes to go with no timeouts every week. But like. How? Yeah. Like Justin Herbert is, is like the rookie of the year. Yeah. Oh, 
I just but we gotta keep Anthony Lynn. Don't do it, don't do it to Anthony Lynn. But he's he's, he's a, a good coach, coach sure. but why are they losing all these close games? The Broncos <laughs> the Broncos scored twenty one points in the fourth quarter to the Chargers six and won that game by one. It's there were three or three touchdowns and two field goals in that fourth quarter. I, I don't what? Uh, 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 they're still they're still half a season, y'all. They what? Oh, they scored they scored with no time left. All right, I gotta figure out what happened in this game later. Sorry, I legit found out that's how that game ended. But all this all of this is to say though is that the AFC is still like the records may like the standings. I guess is the better way to say this. The standings may say one thing. It's it's a completely other thing. Like I. Pittsburgh, what Pittsburgh is doing is really, really legitimate um, because they're good. They're, they're not the Chiefs. Like, let's like, let's yeah. be fair. The Bills have kind of gotten a little bit back on track. Give them a shout out. Uh, you know, the Raiders. Hey, I mean, hey, Sunday night, couple weeks. I just saying, like, that might be doomsday. Um, but like, look, you know, like, there's, there's, there's fun teams in the AFC. The Colts. The Colts are might maybe making the playoffs. I, I, I don't know. All, all I know is I want to see Chiefs Steelers in January because they won't play in the regular season, of course. Um, but you know, the, the, the Ravens will get another shot. The Steelers may get a shot. Uh, I, I just, I know this. I know the Carolina Panthers will have ten days to prepare for the Chiefs. They will still probably lose. I know we'll cover that extensively in the next show. Um, but we all need to start circling our calendars for mid-November in Las <laughs> Vegas prime time. <laughs> I honestly, they, they, the Broncos had fourth and fourth to 18, and they got defensive pass interference. So they got one untimed down where they snapped the ball with zero seconds on the clock from the one yard line, and Drew Locke threw a touchdown pass. That game must have been crazy. I was not watching. Did not know that happened. Been working since, yeah, since we, 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 the Chiefs game. We've ended. all been working and, and grinding on, on this lovely Saturday in early November, just two days from the world changing. <laughs> Potentially. Because, because of the NFL trade exactly, deadline. Of course. Nate, what do you think the Chiefs do on this very important historic Tuesday? Answer every phone and say, no, stop calling about Patrick Mahomes. Just stop. <laughs> like, <laughs> guys, you're wasting my time and yours. Uh, I don't think the Chiefs will do anything. I know that doesn't excite anyone, but I don't think they should do anything. I know Josh feels differently. So does Seth. But, like, I... The, the, they just won two games by like a combined. Yeah, 16 I'm not sweating. I don't think they're going to. I don't do think anything. I, yeah. I wanted them to trade for a corner for three years, and so like at this point, like I'm not getting a pony for Christmas. I get it. You already got a Clydesdale in the backyard. Uh, the pass defense is one of the best in the league. It's good. For now. It's good. That, oh, it was, <laughs> hold on. Was Clydesdale not a pun about the running back they drafted? Because that would have been really funny. That would have been. But you're giving me way too much uh, credit there. No, I mean I just like I just always sort of like half want them to trade for a corner. I don't expect them to. And I, right now it's fine. I'm good with it at this point, but I don't expect Patrick them to. Peterson. Always. Let's, let's yeah, dust that still. Off again. I've won the trade for Patrick Peterson since like 2004 at this point. Watch what the Baltimore Ravens do. Um, not in the league, because though. they've been the most aggressive yeah. team in the AFC. They made a couple moves. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, they know that they are that they're not playing from full advantage in terms of both their divisional rival, the Steelers, and their the team they're trying to chase the most, Chiefs. So I think the deadline from a Chiefs perspective is most interesting when seeing how the rest of the league may shift just a little bit based on some moves in the AFC to impact potentially January. But I don't, I don't think the Chiefs are going to do anything. Um, they need draft picks. Mm-hmm. I think Clark Hunt is like, how much money are we spending on Patrick Mahomes? Right. Cost-effective players via draft picks. Can't give those up. Yeah, I think that's the show. I think we did it. Is everybody good? Yeah. Great. I, I just want to make sure there wasn't anything else we needed to cover. We talked about running backs for like 30 seconds whenever you left, Seth, and I think we're probably fine there. And next week's Panthers week. So I think we did it. Yeah. You're right. This game was Better fun. Better offense than people think. That'll be interesting. This was like a, this was one of, the, we've had some of those dominant games that have been like just sort of a, just sort of like. Oh yeah, they look good. Yeah, they're really good at football. This was fun just because it was it was sort of the like, eh, bleep it kind of dominant game of just bombs after bombs. And uh I I enjoyed this game very much. 
So uh, that's it. That's the end of the show. You can follow all of us on Twitter at RealMNChiefsFan, at ByNateTaylor, at JB Briscoe, all on Twitter. Uh, you can check out both of their work up on The Athletic. You can also get more from Seth and the Chief of the North newsletter. And if you're not subscribed to The Athletic yet, you can go to theathletic.com slash timesars and try it all out for a buck a week. Theathletic.com slash timesars. All right, we did it. Go vote if you haven't. You Hopefully you did. I haven't yet because I live in Missouri and they don't want me to vote early. They've been waiting in lines for a long time. So I'll see, I'll see some of you on Tuesday. Yeah. Uh, but other than that, that's it for me. Nate, say something funny or inspiring. From an inspiring inspiring standpoint there were roughly 16,000 fans at Arrowhead Stadium on Sunday will 2020 show us that there were more than 16,000 fans at Arrowhead Stadium on Tuesday to vote in the general election what is this voice it is my 2020 historical presentation (laughs) voice via PBS sponsored by The Athletic that you can listen to in 2045